past first point guard and Blazers beat writer Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode, we're going to talk about the NBA's plan to restart in Orlando. Quite frankly, it sounds like a dystopian summer camp. So I'm going to lay out the details for you. We'll start with the timeline. Talk a little bit about the rules that are going to be in place. Obviously, both of those things are probably fluid to some extent. And then finally, we'll close the show talking about all the summer camp activities NBA players have access to. It's really going to be something. So let's get it started. The league, of course, last week voted to approve this plan. Uh, The NBA Board of Governors did the only dissenting vote, your Portland Trailblazers. The uh, NBA Players Association unanimously approved it, 28-0. So the league, while the finer details are still probably being written in pencil or maybe more accurately drafted as a, as a true rough draft, uh, the league has given the more details have leaked out. Um, obviously those leaks are intentional, you know, keep, keep you and I interested in the league, keep it on our, keep it in the forefront of our minds. Uh, it's going to happen though. And here's what that timeline looks like. June 21st, should be next week. All players are to report to their home markets. Uh, there's, I think there's slightly different rules for players who left the country, uh, namely Luka Doncic and, and Nikola Jokic, like, you know, stars who left the country who live in, who live in other places. Uh, I think they had to come back a little bit earlier, but the people who stayed stateside, um, June 21st, they will report to their home markets. Uh, that's That kind of, like, begins a little week-long quarantining session. You can't... Practices won't have started by then or anything like that, but uh, they will... It, it, you get everyone back in the same place. You get them coming into the facility where you can test them and get them to fill out these long, apparently detailed questionnaires about their health and all these things. That's June 21st. The following day, June 22nd, the transaction window opens for all teams. Uh, the league is allowing teams to carry up to 17 guys into Orlando, reportedly. I think a lot of teams will just end up taking their two-way guys. If You know, the NBA roster is 15, plus there's two two-way spots. That, that gets you to 17. The Blazers, of course, would only have 16 with 14 roster players and two-way contracts for Jalen Horde and Moses Brown. So conceivably, uh, over that week from beginning of June 22nd and, and lasting for, I believe, a week, uh, until training camp begins on June 30th, teams can add to the rosters. Uh, you know, there's going to be speculation about who the Blazers might add. I don't think that's a thing that's going to come up for this particular team, considering how fiscally conservative they've been about spending money and raising their luxury tax bill. So, it, but it'll happen. You know, some exciting new vet will sign somewhere. Someone will add um, some new parts. Maybe Joe Kim Noah will officially join the Clippers for real this time. Things like that. Um, so then that's June 22nd. On June 30th, like I said, training camp opens. Uh, training camp is going to be the kind of the first time that guys will be able to have 
more than just individual workouts. Um, prior to that, it'll just it's the same rules that are currently in place, which is an individual workout at the practice facility. You know, one player working with coaches who are wearing masks and gloves. Um, you're not playing one on one. You're not playing two on two. You're certainly not playing five on five. It's just individual drills and stuff. By training camp, you'll be able to get together and actually play real you know, real five on five. I don't know how much teams will actually play, but I'm sure they'll scrimmage a little bit live just to get guys back in the feel of it on. So that'll, that'll last for about a week on July 7th. Teams will travel to Orlando. The only exception for the teams traveling to Orlando is the Toronto Raptors are going to meet for that training camp in Orlando. They're going to be the Lakeland Raptors. They'll be in, they'll be in Orlando ahead of that. I think that has to do with, um, moving in and out of Canada and, and the, and the the confusing immigration rules for under the current pandemic situations, the current coronavirus situations in both these countries. So that's not germane to the Blazers, but just a little detail I'm throwing in there because that's the kind of host I am. But so July seventh, teams will get to Orlando and they'll kind of have um, the they'll they'll have a quarantine period. They'll have quarantined in, in their home, in their home, uh, cities. Then they'll quarantine in Orlando briefly. They'll be getting COVID testing during this time and, uh, creating a bubble, creating a safe quote, safe in quotes. Um, but creating a theoretically safe environment for 300 plus NBA players and a large traveling party from each team an additional about 20 people from each team, um, coming to this, created community at Disney World. On July 22nd and 29th, teams will start to play three scrimmages against these like preseason games against teams that are residing in their hotel. And the teams have been divided by hotels. We'll get to that later in the show. Oh my goodness, what fun learning your cabin at summer camp is. So that's a week. You play three games. It's preseason. I think the Players Association wanted preseason games. They don't want to jump right into these meaningful eight games. They're not meaningful to everyone. There's some, you know, top of the standings are pretty much decided. And like Phoenix and, and Washington are pretty are pretty heavy long shots to make the playoffs. But in any case, real competition or sort of somewhat real competition against guys that aren't your own teammates, that'll happen until July 29th. Beginning on July 30th, running for about two weeks until August 14th, the seeding games begin. That's going to be eight games per team. We talked about that in a previous podcast. If uh, you have not heard that, look back in your podcast feed, and it's called Blazers Getting Their Shot at the Playoffs. The Blazers are getting their shot at the playoffs. That's the title of that podcast episode. It came out on June 3rd, uh, so I laid out the whole situation for the eight games there i'm not going to do it here i'll spare you but eight games if you get within four you make you get to a play get within four of eighth place you get it to a play-in game yada 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 so seeding games following that they'll be playing tournaments as necessary august 15th and 16th that would be i think that's the blazers are going to find themselves likely playing memphis for a spot in uh in the playoffs august 15th and 16th august 17th the first round of the playoffs begin those are going to last for two weeks. That's pretty much how it, that's a normal schedule for how the NBA playoffs have worked in the past. August 31st, the following two weeks, August 31st to September 13th, there'll be second round of the playoffs. August 15th to the 28th, conference finals. September 30th, the NBA finals will begin. And the latest possible date the NBA season could go October 13th is when Game 7 of the NBA Finals would happen if necessary. 
So that's a long time in Orlando. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski kind of laid it out like this of ESPN. I thought it was an interesting way to think about it, or at least a better way for me to kind of think about it. He said 14 of the teams who were invited, there's 22 teams who are going to Orlando, and 14 of the teams who are invited will be eliminated within 53 days. So basically, you're going to stay two months. You're going to stay 60 days. Only four teams will remain after 67 days. So the majority of the teams are going to be there for two months, but it's basically a minimum of two months. You're going to go to Orlando and be in the bubble for 50-plus days, 50 to 60 days. It seems like seems like a bunch. Uh, if, if you don't make the playoffs, you'll only be there for 35 to 40 days. That's more than a month, but... It's it's a lot. It's that so you know the teams that don't make it if the Blazers don't make the playoffs they'll still be there for forty days. If they do make the playoffs um, and don't make a deep run they'll be there for you know fifty three days. So it's it is a long time to be in Orlando, and there are a whole lot of rules for how that works. And that's what I want to tell y'all about in the second segment. But before we do that, I want to tell y'all about the I Will campaign. The Lockdown Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. And Mike Richmond and the Lockdown Blazers podcast believe that black lives matter. That's why I and my fellow hosts of the Lockdown Podcast Network are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Lockdown is matching the total of all host donations up to $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. Our show today is also brought to you by RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business that has been serving customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals as for the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com and right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right. So we talked about the NBA's timeline for restarting. Now it's time to talk about the rules. Summer camp always comes with rules. I feel like day one of summer camp, you get there, somebody pulls out a clipboard, and they start reading off the rules. The NBA is no different, except their clipboard is like a 133-page vacation memo. 100, excuse me, 113-page health and regulations memo sent to teams and leaked to reporters, most of whom work for ESPN. Uh, I can't really communicate this well on the podcast, but if you follow people such as Zach Lowe or Ramona Shelburne or Adrian Wojnarowski on Twitter, all of them, uh, maybe even Shamstrani of The Athletic, all of them tweeted out photos, images from this memo that lays out all the rules. And boy, howdy, is that memo thing hilarious looking. So, here are some of the rules. These aren't all of them. These are just a bunch of them that I could fit into the second segment, and I think that they'll give you a comprehensive idea of what it's going to be like in the bubble. So, 
Testing and quarantine rules first happen in Portland or home cities before the teams go to the bubble on July 7th-ish. Teams are not all going to arrive at once, so it's July 7th through 9th if you're getting really technical. But So after teams arrive, players and staff have to stay isolated in their hotel rooms and have two negative COVID tests at least 24 hours apart. And while they're there, this is great. Players will have an option to wear a proximity alarm that will notify them if they spend more than five seconds within six feet of another person on campus who is also wearing this proximity alarm. My goodness, what invasive technology, but perhaps safe for uh, influencing social distancing policies. Uh, All teams and league staff, potentially excluding referees, unclear from the reporting. This is from Shamstrani of the... of the athletic must wear the alarm. Uh, it's optional for players. So maybe players and refs don't. They can just they can hang out. They can put their arms around each other and hang out. But if you're a if you're a league personnel or if you're if you work for a team and are not a player, you're going to be wearing this little social distancing monitor. Certain Disney staff are going to be required to stay within the NBA campus. The NBA is going to create this campus, create this bubble, um, and not all of them will undergo the same level of of coronavirus testing, according to Shamstrani of The Athletic, but they are going to be screened and have their temperature taken and, and things like that. There will be precautions. There just won't be coronavirus testing. Maybe it's just a bad look for the NBA to buy a kajillion coronavirus tests and also give them to Disney staff that they're forcing to um, wait on their uh, their their personnel. Um, also, maybe it's a bad look that the Disney staff aren't getting coronavirus tests. Think about it. In any case, continuing on... Um, Everyone on the NBA camp is going to be required to wear a face mask at all times, except when they're eating or if you're in your individual hotel room or if you're a player who's doing like a workout, um, uh, playing basketball, working out outdoors, um, and you're, you know, spending six feet away from someone. If you're six feet away from someone or if you're by yourself, you know, you go off in the the plush softball fields on ESPN's campus there at Disney. There's a bunch of them. You can Google them, check them out. But if, if, you know, if you're by yourself, you don't have to wear a mask, but otherwise masks, social distancing, six feet away, all those rules. And players will also have an option of wearing this smart ring called a Ura or Aura. I don't O-U-R-A. I'm going to say Aura, even though that might be wrong. But so basically this ring is like more biotechnology that would be an early detector for coronavirus to track your temperature, respiratory uh, levels, and your heart rate. Um, I can't imagine players signing up for that. Uh, I can imagine maybe rank-and-file civilians, but um, there just seems to be some uh, sort of personal health stuff shared with the league and teams that I think players are going to bristle against a little bit. Uh, once once teams are there and they've quarantined, though, and, and, and they've chosen to wear their rings or their distant distance monitors and all those things uh they'll be able to engage in group workouts practices weight training other team activities by the 10th of july it's going to look a lot like i mean it's not going to look a lot like because it's going to be a disney world but it's going to start to be a little bit there'll be more normal practice type things um and players will be able to conduct individual off-court drills under the supervision of team staff and on-court drills and stuff like that they'll be able to just have get back to some relatively normal basketball type stuff um covid testing will continue uh there'll be regular testing and daily temperature checks and um symptom surveys and they're going to monitor people's pulse with a little that little clip device thing you put on your finger um it's 
they're going to take precautions. They're going to have regular testing. It seems like it'll be daily, although it's unclear between the reports from Shams Trania and Agent Wojnarowski that I read whether that has been nailed down, daily testing or just very regular testing, which seems like it could happen every other day. And it won't be that deep swab that you may have seen if you've, if you've been following this stuff. It'll be like a shallow nose swab, um, maybe like a less invasive and, and, and more likely to get players to comply with it. I think that's one of the problems with building this bubble is that a lot of it seems like tough like the players are making a sacrifice because you know what they certainly are everyone trying to run a basketball league under the current global conditions has to sacrifice um i've said it again i've said a lot say it again seems like a bad idea in addition there's more rules all times players are they're not supposed to spit they're not supposed to touch their mouth guard good thing steph curry's not there not supposed to you know lick their hands like uh Steve Nash used to do um, or wipe the ball down with their jersey all these like little precautions that that they just highlight how dangerous this might be or how likely it is that this virus could spread quickly because it just um even with all the precautions there's just a lot of just natural basketball natural human stuff that it's hard to prevent even with a 113 page memo outlining the plan so after players get there and they go through that initial self-isolation um, until July 21st. Remember, the games aren't really going to start until the very end of July, July 30th. So we get, you know, a few weeks. You get about two weeks where players are in these practice modes with still isolating and stuff. But by July 21st, that'll be basically two weeks into this self-isolation quarantine um, plan. Players will be allowed to eat meals and participate in social activities. And oh, y'all, I can't wait to tell you about the social activities they have planned in the third segment. Um, but they'll only be able to do that with individuals residing in their own hotel. So that's basically their teammates and people and other, a handful of other teams. Um, until July 21st, until that date, players are requested to have only brief interactions with players who are in other hotels. I don't know how they enforce that, but I can understand, um, that that would be something they'd like, you know, less interact, like create the hotel will be its own individual bubble and the larger bubble. It's, it's a lot. Um, so there's a lot here. There's a lot of rules. I don't totally understand how you can say you guys can't eat meals together, but you can play basketball against one another and how that prevents the spread. I mean, it's just, it's, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of rules, but I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm not a, I'm not a scientist. I'm someone who I'm a bit of a skeptic of this whole plan. And we'll talk about that more in the future, I'm sure. What I want to talk to you now, or what I want to talk to you in the third segment, is the fun stuff. This dystopian summer camp that the NBA is creating. So that's what we'll do in the third segment. I got details on summer camp, y'all. Who's bunking with who? What we're doing on free nights? The type of uh, the type of fun stuff you can get into, and all the hotel packages that the NBA is offering. But before we get there, before we talk more about summer camp, I'll tell y'all about Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. That's it. That's the trick. It tastes delicious. They got 16 amazing flavors. All of them are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They got a great, like I said, candy bar-esque texture. They're also good for you. They're great for the health conscious among us. They'll help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat because they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high in fiber. And usually this is the place where I tell you you can get $10 off your first order by using the promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. But this week, even better deals. Up to 50% off everything that Built Bar sells. 
So go to their website, BillBar.com, see the deals, and beyond this great 50% off super slash sale, all of the profits will be donated to charity. The charities include Black Girls Code, Pretty Brown Girl, 512, Common Ground Foundation, and the Innocence Project. I've done a little bit of work with the Innocence Project in the past. It was founded in 1992, and what it does is it exonerates the wrongly convicted through DNA testing and helps to reform the criminal justice system to prevent future injustice. I've encouraged you to buy Built Bar products in the past, but this time you're, do, you're getting yourself a delicious, nutritious treat, and you're doing some good for the world. So check it out, BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON. Save some money. Help some folks out. Still a pass first point guard. Still locked on Blazers. I'm still Mike Richmond. We're still talking about the NBA's restart plan and the dystopian summer camp the league is setting up in Orlando. We got the rules, we got the timeline. Now it's time to talk about the details. I have a limited experience with sleepaway camp. I think I spent three, three summers, maybe two, maybe three summers going to sleepaway camp when I was like 10 to 12. And then I didn't like it and I never went back. But the best part about sleepaway camp is finding who your bunk mates are, and the NBA is doing it in the most hilarious way. They have separated the teams into tiers and put them at various hotels based on maybe quality from what i understand i'm not familiar with disney world but based on what people were saying on twitter the quality of hotels based on their current record or share of championship equity and folks that is hilarious at the grand destino the bucks lakers raptors clippers celtics nuggets jazz and heat that is according to shamstrania of the athletic at the Grand Floridian, we've got the Thunder, Sixers, Rockets, Pacers, Mavs, Nets, Grizzlies, and Magic. And at the Yacht Club, the teams that are out of the playoff picture, Portland, Sacramento, New Orleans, San Antonio, Phoenix, and Washington. Yo, that a, a tiered quality of life plan based on an NBA, on your NBA record is truly dystopian. It's truly wild. Um, it's also hilarious. I'm loving it. Uh, but it's... So you're at this hotel. Like I mentioned before, you're like only supposed to interact with these teams that are in your... Uh, that are they're at your hotel for at least for like the first part of social distancing. You're supposed to not have... You know, the Blazers aren't supposed to interact with the Thunder or the Bucks. And uh, they're only supposed to interact with those out-of-the-playoff type teams staying at the Yacht Club. Uh, I googled the Yacht Club. It seems like an okay hotel if you wanted to be at Disney World. That's not something I'm particularly interested in. But, you know, uh, the league is trying to make this good for guys. And in, in addition for to bunk setups, they got their bunks all assigned. The other thing you're going to learn on that first day of camp is all the activities that you can participate in on each day of camp. So, after you get your hotel room, staying at the Yacht Club... You can go to the Players Only Lounge where they got NBA 2K and other video games you can play. And also just flat screen TVs where you can hang out and watch TV. They got pools. They got trails where you can go on little hikes within the campus. It's a huge, it's like a 30, 30 plus acre campus. You can walk all around. There's going to be manicurists and pedicurists and there's going to be barbers because dudes need haircuts. They're going to be on TV. And according to... Uh, Dan Wojcicki of the LA Times, there's going to be competition for barbers. There's going to be potentially a barber draft. The NBA PA is going to talk with the league about who, which barbers to bring into the bubble. That's a good-ass job. 
If you go, if you're a barber that gets invited to the bubble, congratulations. But there's also other hotel stuff. There's yoga classes and there's well-being services, whatever that might mean. That was from a screenshot that Ramona Shelburne shared. Ramona Shelburne, VSPN. There's also going to be daily entertainment where there's going to be outdoor movie screenings, DJ sets, ping pong. There'll be pool games, lawn games, bowling, fishing. There'll be live comedy sets. I guess they'll bring in a comedian to the bubble and have them stay far away from everyone and tell jokes on stage. Uh, and eventually players will be able to attend other games. So they'll be able to go watch their uh, watch the other games while they're in the bubble. Oh, but, oh my goodness. There's also going to be... <laughs> The league is working with teams, according to Dan Wojcicki of the LA Times, or Wojcicki of the LA Times, excuse me. Um, the NBA is working on special access to the Disney parks because, like I mentioned in a previous podcast, while dudes are in the bubble, they're not allowed to go to the park. Like, you're not allowed to go over to Epcot, and uh, you're not allowed to go over and ride the rides, go to Blizzard Beach or all those things at Disney. I just Googled Disney right before this show, so I have more knowledge now than I've ever had. Um I did go to Disney World when I was like eight, too. So I know a little about Disney, a little about summer camp. So this this segment is uh, not my expertise. I know a lot about making fun of the NBA, though. So I'm I'm doing all right. Um, so they're gonna work. The league is gonna work with Disney World to have special access to parks. Um, mind you, they're not gonna be testing for recreational drugs. So you'll be able to play an NBA game. And then get super high and maybe ride a roller coaster after hours at Disney. That sounds like an amazing summer camp story right there. Uh, there's also in the uh, the thing that Ramona Shelburne tweeted out, there's going to be some additional attractions that uh, they might be able or excursions off campus that they might be able to take you to, like animal, Disney's Animal Kingdom and the Wild Africa Trek. You know, just a little day trips when you're at summer camp. A little nice day trips. Get out and get on the bus and, and go somewhere fun. Um, and this was in the memo too, but Chris Haynes of uh, Yahoo Sports, for whatever reason, uh, attributed this to anonymous sources, saying that Disney will have uh, is going to have designated culinary teams that will help create individualized team menus and support dietary needs, and ensure the health and safety guidelines are followed. Players are going to get three meals per day and four meals per day on game days. Uh, I guess the three meals per day and four meals per day is a real reporting, and that's why Haynes used uh, sources on that one. But I did read about these individualized chefs, uh, individualized menu from designated culinary teams. That is some real hotel jargon um, that I love. Um, I also like that the, these dudes are um, who already get a bunch of meals made for them at, at uh, when they're at the team facilities aren't going to have to change it up. A lot of these guys don't know how to cook. I remember talking with Zach Collins. He told me he doesn't know how to cook. He doesn't know how to reheat stuff. So maybe he can use those skills when he's um, when he's at NBA's weird summer camp. But you're still going to have a chef. You're going to be able to go see some movies out on the lawn. Maybe go see a DJ set. Play video games with your pals. Play ping pong. But as Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN points out, you cannot play doubles ping pong. And he quotes from the safety protocol thing that was sent out. Until directed otherwise by the NBA, players should play singles only so that they can maintain six feet of distance from each other. Y'all, they're going to be playing basketball games. And then on their time off, they're going to have to stay six feet apart. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. But it is real. It is real strange. It is truly strange in a way that I cannot quite grasp. Um, you know, 55 days at Disney World playing ping pong and NBA 2K with your bros. Watching some live comedy sets smoking weed because they won't test you for recreational drugs although i did see that shams wrote that weed is illegal in florida 
Listen, I'm going to tell y'all right now, that is not going to be a problem for the NBA players. Look, I don't know if NBA players smoke more weed on average than the general population, but I feel like in other parts of America where weed is illegal, people have still found a way to acquire it and get high and ride roller coasters in the summertime. And I imagine NBA players will be doing something very similar very soon. The whole thing is absurd. It's all absurd. The the picking houses by your NBA or picking hotels by your NBA record is absurd. This creating all this like fun stuff to do because guys are going to go nuts after 60 days stuck in Disney World. Uh, families can come in. There's some I didn't I didn't detail all this out to you because we'll get there when we get there. But families can come in after the first round, but they'll have to quarantine at like a, at home with like some self-quarantining stuff. And then once they get to Orlando, an extended quarantine there too um, with some COVID testing to, to even watch the game. So guys are going to be separated from their families and they're just going to be playing singles ping pong and swimming in the pools and stuff. It's, um, it's quite a plan. I don't, <laughs> I have a lot of, uh, I got a, I have a lot of concerns about the plan, but mostly I just want to make fun of it for right now. I'll, I'll, we'll keep it lighthearted for today. That's going to do it for this episode. Tell your friends about this podcast. They can get it wherever they already get podcasts. Just search Locked on Blade. It'll be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.